<laughs> How come you guys don't have like a soundboard thing here in the studio? Uh, How can you resist? Wait, can we talk yet? Where's the reveal? Oh, this is not the show. Is this a show? This is no, not the show. Not the show. Okay, let, let's 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 do the show. Okay, let's start it. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Great. We can uh, see each other in real life. In real 3D. Yeah, we are in the same like space. We are at a Spec FM studio. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we call it Spec or Spec FM? We think, Brian. Uh, I like Spec. Spec. So okay. But spec it's FM. it's spec FM because otherwise you'll end up getting spec, like, mixed into things. So like when I was with Figma, fucking everything was like spec colon this thing. I'm like, wait, are we working with that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so spec. Uh, I mean, I got two different answers. Two different people. It's uh, always spec hmm. network comma ink. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark. All right, we'll go with that. So yeah, um, we're here, San Francisco with these two guys um and it's kind of interesting right because we were just on on design details um, well not yet well not, not yet. yet yeah but it's coming out first um we will yeah but i think one one of the things that uh would be cool to do for this show um is kind of do a a reverse thing and ask both of you some questions cool uh and get get you guys talking so you, for people who don't know, you guys, amongst other things, uh, you have this podcast called Design Details. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume some, if not most, of our audience overlaps and they also listen to your show, but... That would be awesome. Yeah, that'd, that'd be great. But We can be most, like podcast friends. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, this is like a crossover. Mm-hmm. Like super exciting. Yeah. It's when uh, Homer Simpson is on Family Guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> this, is all, this is all the design shows we have on spec, right? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, we sh- we're basically best friends. Yeah. Boom. And that's how it works. So can you like for for the that small segment of uh, audience that is not aware, it's not familiar with uh, what you guys are doing? Can you like introduce yourselves? Uh, I'm Brian. I host Design Details. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bryn. I do the other part. <laughs> he also hosts Design <laughs> Details. Uh, we're pretty good at asking questions. Pretty uh-huh. bad. At answering questions. Well, <laughs> this is interesting. I, I'm enjoying this. I'm That's, actually, I feel like you're I, I not I actually comfortable. don't know how to, Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> this is very weird. <laughs> oh, I was purposely being weird. Is that like a thing I shouldn't do? Uh, if you want to. Cool, cool. Right? <laughs> do you want me to introduce you, Brian, so that you can not be weird? Sure. Brian Lovin is the nicest boy in the known universe. Uh-huh. He's also my co-founder of Spec FM, uh-huh. which is the network that Layout is on, as well as Design Details. And we also just co-founded a whole new venture together called Space Program, where we're building a tool for building communities. Which is super exciting. Like We have been mentioning that. Uh, like Thank At the you. end of our show, listeners probably know, remember, uh, that people can continue the discussion and be part of the conversation at spectrum.chat. Mm-hmm. And we have like a layout frequency there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And by the way, frequency is the name that you guys came up with, with like a channel, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, get in our wavelength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So nice. So uh, Spectrum uh, is a thing that you guys are building uh, yeah. with uh, Max. Yeah. Max right? Stoiber. Yeah. There you go. He's our Austrian friend. So you both quit your jobs uh, recently. A month and a half ago, about. Yeah. So How's that? Yeah, you quit. You were you were at Facebook. Mm-hmm. What you what you do Figma? there? 
I was a designer. Wow. <laughs> Product designer. <laughs> Got to be specific. Cool. So, so how's it been? Like you said, a month and a half? It's like, been the best. It's been the fucking <laughs> best month and a half of my life. Like Deep in hell? <laughs> I, pretty fucking good. <laughs> I was at Figma, which previously was like my dream job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this thing came up and Brian and I were both kind of at the point where we're like, it was all we could think about all day. So we're yeah. just like, okay, it's time to do this. We we had been working on it for, I don't know, like a month before we quit, mm-hmm. right? Something like that. And then Max joined. And then a, like a week or two later, we, we both left our jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we were just having way too much fun building it. So cool. It's been good. We, we shipped it the day. No, it was, it was two days after I quit. And then like three days before you quit or something or like before your last day. Yeah. W- was it scary to quit your, your job? Yeah. Like <laughs> it's not anymore. <laughs> yeah? no? it, it was like really freaky at first and there's some stressful parts, but I don't think it's scary. Uh, I get more emotionally stressed out than Bryn does. Um, thought about it for a long time. So yeah, it was a little bit scary. Uh, I'm very privileged and fortunate that if this doesn't work out, that I've saved up money. I don't have kids. Uh, I don't have a mortgage. So I have a lot of things that make it less scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, for sure, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, if if there were like more depending on us, to some degree, like I, I'm, <laughs> if I had any sort of responsibility, <laughs> this would be really hard. Well, but, uh, I'm, I'm married. <laughs> we also have like sponsorships through the podcast and everything. Right. Yeah. Uh, Sarah's our producer on spec. She sells sponsorships and makes money, and every bit of that like goes somewhere. Like it's not just like there's no income whatsoever. Right. There's a safety net of some sort. Yeah. and and we're, let's be real. Like you're in you're designers in bay area we can get a job you can get a job right yeah. it, it's easy but we we hope i hope relatively <laughs> <laughs> right no come on i mean it's, yeah you hope it's, so yeah yeah sure i i, I want to ask you because we had well a lot of episodes like a, a while ago now but we had in one of our episodes we talked about so our com our experience combined kind of covered with our powers combined yes we covered like We've are we like we the Power had, Rangers? No, that's <laughs> dude, that's Captain Planet, my friend. Earth. I don't <laughs> something. I know that's a it's, reference. I is that a ring? Right? I'm heart. Can I be heart? Yeah. Is it like Earth, Wind, and Fire? It's Earth, earth water, water, Wind, Fire, Heart with our powers combined. <laughs> or by our powers combined. <laughs> I am. Sorry, Rafa, we're not letting you really talk. Captain right. Planet. No, no, it's, it's it's okay. I I know that's a show. Uh-huh. I never watched it. Anyway, it's about uh, pollution. Timely. Okay, Captain Planet. He's our hero. The cartoon, right? Mm-hmm. Going to take pollution down to zero. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving on. Uh, with our experience combined, like we covered, uh, we had work at an agency. We, like Kevin, right now is working at a product company. At a time, I was working like for myself. I was running what were side projects. I was like doing that full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we both had freelance before, so we kind of covered all different type of. I guess situation like job situation, right? Uh, but one that we didn't even think of covering is like starting your own thing, which is interesting because that's what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. So it's not like working for yourself on your own app or whatever, which a lot of people do. Um, it's starting your own company, like you've and you've got fun like with friends. You're starting this with with friends. How, like, is there any, like, inside perspective 
they think can be useful or so, something like you didn't expect but it was actually great or not great like the this dynamic of starting a company with with your friend so when brian and i started spec we'd known each other for what three four months total yeah not very well but yeah yeah like we we started design details when we'd known each other for a couple weeks something like that we'd spent maybe a couple weeks together mm-hmm. we met at a github party and then through sheer happenstance like i came across his blog and like told him about how much i loved it uh and i was like well would you ever want to make a podcast and so eventually i talked him into it we just started doing it mm-hmm. like we had no context for it and it, after a while like there was there's some rough parts but like we started to get along like really well and like work pretty well together on different side projects and things like that so yes yeah, so it was a no-brainer that's sort of like the underlying context for this is while we're starting something new we've been doing things together for the last two plus years uh which would be spec and design details mm-hmm. like we have we partner on things we had, like almost daily we had a working relationship mm-hmm. on a podcast and like side projects but this is the first time having a working relationship on a business that we hope to be mm-hmm. our livelihood um so that's definitely been a change uh I mean, starting things with friends is super fun. Like, it makes the work enjoyable. I think uh, Bryn and I have been pretty intentional about giving each other feedback and trying to make sure that the friendship doesn't get in the way of making sure we feel like we're building the right thing or solving problems in the right way. And vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, like, it's pretty fucking hard. And to combat that, like, we try and have breakfast together every day and just talk uh, i think we're hit or miss but generally just try and have coffee sometimes i just sleep through breakfast <laughs> yeah but like making sure that you have time each day to just talk mm-hmm. and then right do don't stuff. make your relationship strictly like professional yeah, yeah yeah and so that's what the other thing is well in addition to that is like getting out on mm-hmm. the weekend and doing something that's not working on the project uh, to work on podcasts. to make sure that we still get along at like you want to just hang out and play video games. You want to go see mm. a movie together. You want to go, go get ramen go to, go for get dinner ramen. and then the next day again. <laughs> yeah. Or go to the farmer's market. Like any of these things that just get us away and like still hang out as friends has been important. Mm. One of the things that's like interesting to me about like both of you is I think you really have this passion for like building communities mm-hmm. and like a lot of people like end up being building a community, but that was never like kind of, the first kind of thing that they're passionate about where like for you guys the community aspect has always been like an important part i think at least in like mm-hmm. what uh, you want to do at uh, at space program so how's that like like what's how do you um pers- purposefully like design a community um to to not have like the problems that like very many other online communities have that's a very good question uh it's a lot of spending time talking to people i think we spend a significant amount of every morning looking at feedback from people and talking to people online and just having a a high feedback loop but also from the get-go we've looked into uh, communities we're already a part of and seen where they fall apart and like using their models to build out certain like there's certain models that lend themselves to certain behaviors i think like certain ui paradigms or like how you think about things so like 
Um, for example, we have real-time chat and it looks like a iMessage or a messenger or whatever, because that's where you talk with your friends. Like comments, like designer news, for example, tend to get like really shitty really fast. And even if they're real-time, like I think Facebook groups is like real-time, but it looks like comments. Right. It feels like a slight disconnect, right? Um, it's not you're talking to friends. You're not building that way. So uh, we took some of that UI paradigm to try and enforce certain behaviors that we want, like people acting like they're with friends. Um, I think yeah. it's been interesting. I mean, the community, it's like any company. I think the community is partially a result of the people that are like behind the curtain running things in the same way that a company is like a byproduct of the CEO's mindset or worldview. Mm -hmm. And so for us, like we had a code of conduct before we even built the mm -hmm. product. And um, it's right up front. And you anytime you create something, you have to sign it. Code of, yeah. Anytime you make a sub community, you have to opt into our code of conduct. So if you break it, we have no qualm in kicking you off. Yeah. Or mm -hmm. You have to moderate along its guidelines too. Um, it's open source and people can contribute to it and that kind of thing. I mean, we... It's like we, th those are things that maybe not every community would do. But right. we've learned that like as long as we can set ourselves up in a way where we have an opinion about what a good community is and we can like iterate on that and get better feedback versus having just a blank slate being like, yeah, come in and we'll see what happens. And it's like, no, we want... Um, so if a more clear example is we have pseudo anonymity. Like we don't let email and password sign up. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to sign in with Twitter. Which could technically still be anonymous, but it's also like a maybe weak link to a real person. And we can do yeah, better yeah, yeah. to moderate yeah. against that and like kick you out versus just email signups is totally anonymous. Which we don't necessarily want to go entirely based on real identity because that can be problematic for certain communities um, who are marginalized. So, but it's, it's one of the things we're thinking about is like a lot of how do you moderate, how do you connect to real people? Uh, regardless um and it does, doesn't always have to be your real name but at least like you act like a real person you act in a way that is like helpful to the rest of the community mm -hmm. um which are really hard problems but luckily we've had at least some experience with trying to solve for that i feel like right now spectrum at the moment it's so cool because I, I i really generally feel that we are we like all the users at the moment we are building this like mm -hmm. You know, again, like this is a community. The product itself can only do so much. The rest is like is what people actually feed into it, mm -hmm. right? Um, and it's super exciting. It feels like we're starting something. This this is a bit ours as well, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you feel this, uh, or is it just me? But it it feels like <laughs> communities around designers tend to become shitty in the long run. <laughs> um, uh. Like you know, Dribble started out awesome. And then when kind of like opened the floodgates, like it's not the same to be honest. Uh, design designer news is another one. Mm -hmm. um, are you guys thinking about this like like in the long run? Yeah. And and maybe like have you identified and maybe there's like secret sauce you want to feel free to don't answer. But have you like identified what is wrong with these all other communities like and how can you prevent it or something? Everything that is wrong with people, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I'm not the expert here, but there's lots of good articles. Um, can't even remember who really writes about this, but it's really any community, not even just in design mm -hmm. and tech, but any community at a certain size, the like average quality of interactions goes down. Mm -hmm. It's like smaller groups have more trust, more empathy, and the bigger that becomes trust and empathy go down. So people start to 
treat people shittier or start with the worst assumption instead of the best assumption. Um, that's like probably some of the hardest problems to solve. So I'm not really sure. I think this kind of happens in any large group of people, like in an organization or something where people don't talk to each other enough, they lose trust in each other. Mm-hmm. And so I think any large size group of people can't have enough communication back and forth with every person. So they, they don't have that sense of trust necessarily. Mm-hmm. They don't build up like a, a reputation around a person or an understanding of who that person is or how they behave. So it's hard to like trust innately. Yeah. So people will come up with proxies for this kind of stuff. Like um, Facebook, you would have friend count. Like if you go to someone's profile and they have six friends, Mm -hmm. you probably don't trust that person. But if you go to their profile and they have, I don't know, like 500 friends, it's like, Hmm. I like, I kind of believe that this is a person that has like normal human interactions. Yeah, I think like follower account, account as well. Right. And the account. verified badge and stuff like that. Yeah. Kind of validation. Which it's it's not perfect. These are all proxies, right? And then we were looking at Stack Overflow this week and they have a really interesting model where you have reputation and you mm-hmm. gain reputation by performing mm-hmm. certain kinds of actions or having the content you contribute provide some sort of value it's, to the community. Yeah. So the reputation is like they're trying to make it a direct measure of how much you contribute to the mm-hmm. community. These are all just proxies for getting people to have good behavior. And keep in mind, like that is a group that is designers and developers, like mainly engineering, right? But I think the two groups overlap significantly. Um, I know I've spent a lot of time in Stack Overflow, even when I just considered myself a designer. But they're not perfect. They they have problems of any community at scale. They do have like a Stack Overflow for designers, right? Experience. I, they have a bunch of different that, Stack Overflows. There's like a piloting one, like aviation or something. So. <laughs> In reality, they don't. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, looking at bugs for uh, aviation or something like that? Like, <laughs> hey, hey so to, I'm up in the air and I have cell reception. <laughs> How do I land this thing? <laughs> this is the top voted in. <laughs> I don't know. Does that answer? Your, like, there's. I don't know that there is an answer. I think we'll probably figure it out. But we can learn a lot by looking at, um, how does Reddit structure. Mm-hmm. moderation tools for anonymous communities uh really you can look at moderation tools to understand the opinion that that product has of mm-hmm. what they think of a community should be so facebook admins like what moderation tools do they have access to as a group creator uh code of conduct as well is like like you can really see where people's values lie mm-hmm. necessarily like some of them are optimized for engagement in total like i think twitter's doesn't cover much ground um Whereas ours is pretty specific already. Yeah, that's a whole other like set of product problems. Is yeah, how much do you let the community self-moderate versus do you make the product itself and customer support representatives moderate? So, for example, Twitter would be totally product and company moderated. Like, there's not really the community that members can't do you can anything. Report. Right. You can report, but those <laughs> I don't report, think that does anything. Those Designer news is in, the same way, right? They get sent to a black box, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, um. Reddit is a little bit uh, probably in between is like self-moderating, right? If you mm-hmm. own a subreddit, you moderate that subreddit. Right. Um, you, maybe the Reddit admins do. Yeah, there are like Reddit overall rules, but yeah, they're they pretty have, low they key. Have to but, the, but so there are, at least that you guys have identified, there are no like designer specific type of behaviors or traits in a community. Does that even make sense? Like, what is <laughs> it's just like human behavior and that's how things are? It's probably human, but I think... I think uh, designers feel like they have a license to be shitty to people a lot. 
because they're like, well, we're supposed to see the problems in things. That's my job. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Like very overly critical. Um, almost yeah, to I a feel fault. Like it's unconstructive. Yeah. We kind of like blend being a critic or just being an asshole sometimes. Yeah. Critique is a, a valuable skill to actually learn rather than just say, hey, I'm criticizing something. And so that is it. But to circle back around, I think that's where Bryn was talking about, like, how do you, how do UI paradigms lend itself to creating a feeling like this is what I'm supposed to say on the platform? So, right. for example, on Reddit, like you go into this comment form submission and you feel like you're supposed to drop the mic. <laughs> you feel like end of conversation say something that's going to get you a shit ton of karma and it's supposed to be the thing versus a messenger ish i message like back and forth chat feels like i'm here to discuss this problem with you and we're going to work out the nuance over time rather than as like a mic drop comment comments right? are a static thing that don't imply response right you mm -hmm. can respond but they don't like by virtue require response. A messenger requires response or else that conversation is dead. Right. I think that's super interesting. And that makes me think of um, a TED talk I've seen a while ago by um, Joe Gebbia, Gebbia mm. from uh, Gebbia, Airbnb. Yeah. Um, mm, yeah. And his talk was on uh, designing for trust. Mm -hmm. uh, and what he was talking about was like, the whole idea behind Airbnb is kind of a scary one, right? Like you're going to invite people into your, your house and sort of trust them. So how do you design a system that, that makes people want to sort of live up to that, that trust that um, the hosts like put in you? Mm -hmm. um, and like one of the things that they, they were saying they were, they were doing was um, asking like the person to introduce itself. So it was kind of like this... It was not obligatory for the the host to accept you. Like you have to like show that you're kind of prove like you're you're gonna be a nice person, I mm -hmm. guess. And mm -hmm. by doing that, you kind of felt that responsibility. Yep. Um, you have to sell yourself a little bit, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's like any human interaction, right? Like you judge people based on certain cues, the right? Way, the way they look, the way they present themselves, the way they talk, the way they ask questions, or question you like but the internet removes a lot of that like you don't have to treat people as people yeah yeah so that's why airbnb has an interesting challenge of how do you solve that and that can be through like content cues or here's how we recommend you answer this specific prompt or super hosts like they they have like different yeah. categories of people like yeah. it's interesting yeah this is a tough so how does that problem. translate to just like a, a chat type of well we don't let people stay at our houses so there's that <laughs> pretty easy <laughs> Well, how it translates is you try and put in cues that people will use to decide whether or not the person saying the thing is trustworthy and has like permission to play in this space. And so some of those cues would be like, do they have a photo that's a real person, right? And so you can get that from places like Facebook and maybe Twitter. Um, do they have a real name or are they using a username? Um, that will tell me whether or not I should trust you. If you're trying to hide your identity, I probably trust you less by default. Mm -hmm. um, then you get into ideas of like karma and reputation and looking at like numeric signifiers of trust. Mm -hmm. Like has this person provided value in the past? Is this person vetted by the community before I have to vet them? That'd be like reviews on Airbnb, right? Have they been helpful to others or have they asked questions that were worthwhile? Like 
yeah. trying to quantify the value of a conversation is really hard, but using that to like indicate how, how they will behave going forward. So super it's like other, yeah. So that leads into, uh, almost gimmicky stuff. But like, if you look at Quora, they give you badges. If you're like mm. top answerer in this category, mm-hmm. like Puns, you're the brilliant. top answer <laughs> in that category on Quora. Like it's still this closed eco- environment. Like, it's a little bit of a circle going around and just patting each other on the back. But you get that badge is like a small token of like, okay, this person's maybe trustworthy. LinkedIn endorsements. Yeah, that's the idea behind them, right? One of the other interesting things is that you're kind of building this whole new kind of social platform in the public, right? Mm-hmm. So has has that like kind of influenced how you design and like think about like, how you're building new features and new things or is is that like still totally yeah the same it's, way it, that it actually started much more public like we tried to do it like we tried to design it publicly at first we tried to like open source the stuff at first but is it open source right now uh no no we, we took that down like we had a very like ambitious idea for it but it just didn't take off we didn't know how to organize or delegate that kind of mm-hmm. like large-scale project um it's tricky yeah. yeah so we kind of bailed out on that pretty quickly and we also saw an opportunity for it to become a business that we could make better by virtue of it making money and we thought that open sourcing it from the start wasn't the right way to do that um hmm. that's super interesting because like we talk a lot about open source software and like also even in terms of design systems like putting our ideas out there for like the whole world to mm-hmm. see them and like riff off of them but there's also something to be said about being able to like keep something semi-privately and have control over over that right well, it's th- a little bit selfish, I think, because like right mm. now what we've coded is not It's not complex. It's not very interesting. Like it could be open source and maybe you'll be like, oh, that's how they structured their files folder structure. Like maybe there's something interesting there, but like we haven't built any magic sauce technology, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not the point of open source. You don't want to show off how great your code is. It's mostly like help. Yeah. So that's the th- like, like we could that's my point is we could open source right now and maybe people would get mm. value out of it um i think we definitely will eventually too like max i would like to open source some stuff but it's harder to go from open to close than it is to go from close to open so look like reddit like, open source their stuff we're just preserving options because they built it far enough like it allowed them to be the the reddit right instead of like everyone having a reddit that is equal size mm-hmm. or like the way people build slack teams one of the big pieces is that we want people to live in this shared space together, unlike a Slack team where it's siloed. So to do that, we have to have one that is the big one, right? Right. And our business model is not around like advertising or anything like that. We're trying to like serve these other people who need uh, communities as well. So like companies like Figma or whatever else, um, they need these communities to manage their group of people that use them. Mm. That only enables communities further which is great. So like we found this like virtuous business model that we think is like a really good way to go. We're going to use that as far as we can take it. But to do that again, we have to be the big one, right? Um, Yeah. And also like if you make something open source, then somebody has to host it somewhere mm -hmm. and some, someone has like put in the, the majority of the work into like making even like just uh, monitoring like the open source community and stuff like that. And and I think that's maybe one of the situations where it's it benefits everyone for this to be private because like you guys are gonna be able to make money out of it, which is also gonna fund the development. It makes it sustainable. It. It like, makes that's it sustainable. the whole point. Exactly. 
because um, otherwise it it's kind of hard to like take it and mm-hmm. like make it your your main thing. Because um, otherwise a customer could go start their own, but then the communities are segregated again, and yeah, that's exactly. that's a problem we have. Right. Yeah. So that's what most open source people do, right? Is they'll open source their their code and their business models. They sell a hosted version of it, mm-hmm. so so that people that aren't technical can still get it and use it without having to figure out the implementation stuff. Right. And we'd like people to be able to do their own thing. That'd be great. And I know like Max is extremely uh, passionate about open source. I've got a couple libraries. Like we want to open source things. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But for this thing to work, it can't start that way. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I mean, we at Netlify just open sourced the uh, Netlify CMS mm-hmm. type of thing. And that was like the goal from the beginning. It's going to be open source. Uh, and we did open source it at a maturity level. Like, this is usable now. It's uh, okay, like a good first version. Uh, but the response has been like amazing, actually. Mm-hmm. And even even though like it is, uh, it's not a side project, but it's not like our main product. So we are in the privileged position, I guess. Um, and even for me as a designer, like I'm not focused on this full time, any means. Like, but I do because of the nature of the open sourceiness of it. Like, I started designing in the open in the public. So I even like moved from Sketch to Figma, and hey, here's a file everyone can look at, can contribute. It's been a bit scary, but like so far. I would assume that this would go off the rails like when you can't control it. Open source, everyone can create issues and, and pull requests and whatever. But so far, people, like maybe it was because of the maturity of it at that point. Like, you know, if something is like so clean and organized, you, f- you feel compelled to keep things neat and organized because it started that way, maybe. I don't know. Um, but like, it's been an awesome experience. Like for me, this is my first like open source project that I've been part of. And we just added... I don't know what's the nomenclature that GitHub uses. It's like the um, releases. No, I mean when you, when you add someone as like a member, contributor. Of, oh, collaborators, collaborator, so, contributor, something, something like that. that. You can merge <laughs> PRs. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we just added the first external yeah, nice. awesome. to it. I mean, it's been the great. upsides of open sourcing are really really high, and yeah. that's something we but should think about. You mentioned like designing in the open, and that that is something we've been doing like we try and push yeah. things as fast as we fucking can um and we find that that's been really really helpful for us like one it helps keep up this like feeling of momentum even if it's small things and we're pushing them out and getting feedback on them mm-hmm. that feels really good um we'd prefer to ship huge features every day that'd be amazing but mm-hmm. that's just not gonna happen that's not logical um so it one it helps us feel like we're pushing things as fast as we can maybe not the best version of them but the first version of them and it uh, people give good feedback based on that and we can like iterate faster based on user feedback which is something that a lot of companies don't mm-hmm. we've both worked at startups before where you tend to wait until something's quote-unquote ready mm-hmm. uh, which feels very slow and very which is, frustrating which is smart <laughs> but we, it's not a bad idea i mean but people kind of wait longer than they should in a yeah. lot of cases yeah. so we just started from like hey we're going whole hog on this we're just going to ship it now mm-hmm. and It'll probably break a whole bunch, but we want like to hear from other people and get mm-hmm. a broader test set and just kind of like work from there. How do you know when to ship something? Because I, like I, my background at Shopify, like we're part of a large team, and like there's always a lot of people who see the things that we work on. Um, so it's like kind of, I feel like it's easier to kind of have that external gut check of like, 
yeah, like I also think that this is a this is ready to go. Uh, but when you're like two or three people working on something, like how do you know when the moment is right? I mean, it's we're so small, we have such short runway, and we're not sustainable. So the right time is always like the second it's done, mm-hmm. and you'll probably ship it with some bugs, and then. Yep it's your job to ship it and then stay online for a couple hours and fix the bugs. You do a reasonable amount of testing as much as possible. (laughs) Everyone else like checks your Netlify deploy preview and like (laughs) see if it works. And if not fix it, if so ship it. So that's like the day to day. Um, I think we have enough logical next step stuff to build that we're not sitting around racking our brains about like Mm -hmm. what's the right thing to be building right now. We're not at that stage. Like there's just too much to execute on right now. So I would say if we had this conversation in, a year maybe it would be a different mm-hmm. answer but right now it's like if it's if it's marginally better than what exists today it should be shipped right so yeah like, we even like in as even though we're a bit ahead we're not like starting out but there's a lot of that mentality like is it better than it currently is like is this an improvement yeah then, then put it like yep um i have a question should designers you guys <laughs> Like, I, some people must be wondering, like, you two are designers, right? Mm-hmm. And No. I know Max. Come on. I know Max. <laughs> I'm the CEO. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I know Max is, I'm like, cheap, nice the boy. technical, uh, the most, like, is the developer out of the three, right? Well, he's the oh. most technical. Okay. So, here, here's the they're, thing. They're on for, the spectrum, okay? <laughs> no, that's exactly Wink. right. Wink. So my question is, for people who are listening, like, I'm a designer. Maybe I know how to code HTML or whatever. Like, you guys are mostly designers. That's not to get into the specifics or whatever. But you are building your product. You are coding it. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Was that scary? Was that, is that like a, like a struggle nowadays? Uh-huh. Like, maybe you don't feel <laughs> confident enough? Like, uh-huh. I have to, basically uh-huh. have to learn while you're, I'm assuming, while you're doing it. Uh-huh. Um, so programming then? Yeah. Like, <laughs> So, like, was that scary? Was that, like, did you feel... Knowing we had to do it on our own? Or, like... Yeah, basically, like, start a company. Let's build this product. Mm -hmm. And we're not developers, but we're going to build it. I mean, we'd both developed things before. Yeah, like, if this was my first... We're not great at it. If I was just learning JavaScript, I would feel different. But I've been building side projects for a long time. So, like, I don't think I'm that good, but I have enough experience to ship stuff that I felt... Okay, like, it feels like JavaScript is changing so much right now that the default state is just learning it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, but like I know how to write code. I mean, I build an iOS app, an Apple Watch app, and I build like React components like front end mm-hmm. mostly. And still, like if I were to let's build a Spectrum, right? Right. Let's build this product. I would feel like uh, intimidated. Like this um, is not going to be easy. I don't know it's, if it's I can not easy. do it. Like that's for sure. All the backend stuff for me, that's still super scary. Me too. Um, I don't, yeah. So I think the most important thing with that is like being a little bit naive is probably okay because if, like right now, if we knew how complicated the backend and scaling part was going to be, we would have built it very differently. Well, we'd <laughs> be like very nervous about what we're doing. But right now it's like, oh, we need our own custom backend. Uh, find a solution and get it done as quickly as possible mm-hmm. like you don't overthink stuff too much um it's not a function of like is it hard but more like we need to do it how do we get it done right like it's it's a very different conversation than like is this scary yeah yeah it's scary because in the grand scheme of things we're 
quite naive and like we don't know what we don't know. So we're going to encounter problems that are we're going to kick ourselves for based on the decisions we're making today. Uh, it's helpful having Max because he's more technical and he's very fast to learn. So he's like... <laughs> I thought oh. I said Max. I did say Max. No, my Max as in oh, computer. Oh, Max. It's helpful having a Macintosh. Macintoshes. Uh, that MacBook Pro is saving our company. Um, yeah, at this point, like the most valuable thing we have is like the ability to learn fast, and mm-hmm. that's something that I and Max and Max. Um, I'm but, working on is like how do you learn as fast as possible so that you can. Well, um, you always build with the tools you have, and sometimes the tool you have isn't knowing how it actually is going to work. Right, I feel like you're answering this as very uh, straightforward and actually like obvious. But I would say like ninety percent of designers maybe listening to this. I don't want to project, but like most people, designers like I maybe I know how to code some front end and stuff, but it would be like daunting and like it'd be super hard to say, yeah, let's build this. Whatever, I don't know. Let's do it. How do you practically think about building that kind of stuff though? Like, it doesn't feel like. To me, it doesn't feel scary unless like it something depends on it and you can't get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there's like a confidence that you can figure it out, I don't know. Like, so do you both uh, design and uh, develop features? Yeah, yeah. Brian's uh, definitely more technical than I am. I kind of do a lot of the visual stuff. Yeah, so that's that's kind of how you separate it, or I mean, I still do a lot of engineering work, and he does a lot of yeah. Like, I think Bryn's more like front end i'm like middle end and max (laughs) is all over Mm -hmm. i'd say yeah Mm -hmm. are you using style components (laughs) yeah of course style components changes everything dude we that's max's library for those who don't know i know yeah yeah yeah. is uh it changes everything so yeah okay so tldr for the audience uh style components is the thing that max Mm -hmm. uh built max and uh, a guy named glenn glenn madden yeah um which is basically four React components instead of you writing CSS in a CSS file. Uh, you write CSS as like attributes of a component. Is that fair? Mm. Maybe not. You, you well, that's the beauty of it is you're writing CSS, yeah. but it's in a JavaScript file, so it, and, it, and it does a little bit of magic to convert your CSS into a You're making React JavaScript component. variables component. that are CSS template literals, which are super weird. So simple stuff. Uh, we, we tried... We even started using Netlify when we were kicking off the redesign uh, project and just ended up not using... This Maybe we'll cut this out of show. It's, it's not re- important, but like we decided not to because just a level of complexity. So, for example, if you want to hire a contractor to help us doing something, we'd have to learn and kind of adapt to that. So it would just Style be, components? Yeah. But that's the thing about styled components is it's less of a learning curve than any other solution besides writing a CSS file. Well, it so is, that's the thing is you write you CSS. Write, you're writing a CSS file, but you get all the benefits of having it be encapsulated at the component level instead of at a global style sheet level. Also, do you it, miss the cascading? So it's, no, that's the fucking yeah. best part. Is Encapsulation that, is wonderful. You, you change one thing in one file, and you're not, you won't break your other yeah, stuff. Yeah, I get that. yeah, yeah. So but it's amazing and you're just writing CSS at the end of the day. It just became so the number one no CSS and JS library, I believe, too. It overtook Radium. I don't know. Did we answer your question at all? Like, maybe I don't think we did. I but. feel like we have very different opinions on things, too, so we, like, keep contradicting each other. It's very fun. <laughs> what was the question? You were asking if it was scary to build it. Right. So you, you basically said no because we kind of had to, so we just did it. That was, my, that was my thing. Brian seems to think it was scarier than I do. 
I mean, it has uh, to be scary, right? I mean, maybe not because it started as a side project. So it was not like, you know, if you had quit jobs and started a company before you had a product or a version of a product, mm-hmm. that'd be a different story, I would assume. It was scary for me for the first couple of weeks. Like, it was very stressful, but stress became a blocker. So I stopped trying to focus on that stuff and it just it became fine. Like, it, it's the thing that I feel is the right thing for at least me to do. So it was like, okay, this is the thing I'm doing. How do I do it the best I can? That's it. What is uh, some advice that you would both give to someone who like maybe has an idea that they want to kind of start and they have they have a job right now and they're not sure if they should make the jump? Ship it while you're at your job. <laughs> yeah, probably that. <laughs> also work oh. with Brian. He's the best. <laughs> yeah, probably that. <laughs> so hire Brian. Which you can't do because yeah. he's working on his thing. I'm but. off the market. <laughs> <laughs> he's a C-level executive at Space Program. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, make sure you can do it before you jump ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If if we didn't even have a business model like planned, which I've been at several startups that didn't have a like they wanted to build a thing but they didn't know how to monetize it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's problematic. Don't do that. We'll yeah. figure it out later. That's like the startup mentality. I'll raise money and we'll we'll right. solve for it in mm-hmm. two years or something. That's dumb. Uh, yeah and there's lots of different ways you can like check your ideas so Mm -hmm. uh ryan hoover's like really really good at this um he validated product hunt because he made an email list Mm -hmm. and he would Mm -hmm. they would like manually send emails back and forth and through that they were which is crazy that that even worked yeah and then they just threw up a super simple website and like you know here we are a few years later they've been acquired and they have like this crazy community and lots of social activity and all this kind of stuff's happening and like that all started with an email list so yeah. if you're have an idea and you're thinking about quitting your job, like, okay, how do you prove that your idea is worth yeah. quitting for? Like, can you execute on it? Can you make sure people are willing to pay for it? Can you do this, that, and the other? And so for us, that meant we built it nights and weekends, um, made sure we were capable of building the thing, uh, made sure that people wanted the thing. So we had people signing up and then we got paid users slightly after we quit our jobs, but we had some validation. There's like Which uh, for, like, for now gets them nothing. They're just helping us cover like server <laughs> yeah, costs yeah. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I know, Bryn. <laughs> Thanks, give man. me something Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> well actually we, we are working hard on those features it's just like we have to do other things yeah, first yeah, before they're even kidding. valuable i know they're always recording podcasts okay <laughs> yeah we're so busy. Got them some slack so actually I, I would say that uh, specs slack thing was your that too. email yeah yeah, yeah we, we tested and knew that we could build one right yeah. like we we maxed out slack's cap basically yeah. right right that's right so did did we reach the cap like what? I don't know, I'm, I'm man. So we curious what we reached the upload limit. I mean, we reached the message limit a billion times now, which is like ten thousand rolling messages, and it's impossible to work with. Um, we're very near the cap. We've heard anywhere from eighty two hundred to eighty five hundred. Like it's just like it's somewhere in there. We're at like eighty two something now. So even if there is no cap, we'll just pretend it was eighty five hundred and <laughs> never worry about it because it was an it was a cap for us. Like. <laughs> This isn't the right word, but like philosophically, it it's a deadline. Like, it's like right, a right, deadline right, right. for us, right? Like a goal. If yeah. there was no cap, would Spectrum exist now? Yes. Probably, but maybe at a different time or different sense of urgency. I mean, mm-hmm. from someone who runs like a v- very small community uh, with like the Montreal Design, uh, I've called Montreal Design Club, but um, it's it's a community of all a bunch of designers from Montreal, and right now. Um, we were using Slack and it's been such a pain to like manage and like 
foster that community around Slack. Like Slack seems mm-hmm. to actively like do things to prevent you from mm-hmm. building communities on top of it. Um, so I think it's super interesting that like now like you guys, this is your main focus, and you can build features that are optimized. For I that. went to their office once and talked to a PM because um, I was looking for more community support. Right. They're not interested in communities being on there. Yeah, that's what it seems to me using their product. That's not mm-hmm. is that that's not what they they want to get into. Yeah. Because their business model doesn't work with mm-hmm. communities. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it would cost us 65 grand a month or something yeah. dumb like that. And like you would never pay you're never going to pay for that. So. I don't know. It sounds like they they built based on active users and I don't know what those numbers are necessarily, mm-hmm. but we only see like who joins and leaves each week, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's something. Um one of the uh one of the reasons that I I said quit my job, but quit being independent uh-huh. <laughs> uh, was all of the boring parts of business, the non-designer mm-hmm. or developer part of... You know. All the orthogonal stuff, wink. <laughs> hey, uh, I was wondering, like, so you guys have been doing this full time for a month and something? Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe it's still a bit early to ask this, probably. But how how's that going? Like, doing... All of the uh, non-building the product aspect of running this company. Yeah. Do you want to know all of it that we've done? Like, do you outsource all that crap? Do you, like, is that, you know, you can enjoy it. Do you, I know you've been having meetings and doing, like, sales type yeah. of gigs, yeah, right? Some, like, like, okay, so we... All the paperwork like, we've done is file for the company name Space Program Inc. and uh-huh. get an EIN taxpayer number. Yeah, so you do like the bare minimum. So for example, um, we were thinking about how do we come up with incorporation papers between the co-founders, which describe like formally your terms mm. of ownership, mm-hmm. what happens in case of disagreement, what happens which in the case of the company dissolves, blah, 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 blah. It's also hard in Austria, like since yeah, we have an international co-founder. It's oh, a shit right. time paperwork. Oh, right. And we're sitting here at the start, we're like, we're trying to validate that this idea is even worth mm-hmm. pursuing mm-hmm. but it could be thousands of dollars and we're to thinking set that about up. all this paperwork <laughs> so instead we just wrote uh I, we basically did it over twitter direct messages it was like yep we did a uh, dropbox paper thing in a twitter group yeah. dm we're like <laughs> Bryn gets this percentage brian gets this percentage max gets this percentage uh download the pdf sign it and then yep. just like dm it back over twitter here right. are like it gave some like basic outlines for like here's our intention for what to do with it so that we're like all on the same page and in agreement on this and like that's it same thing with the payment stuff is we're just using an existing bank account. like Because we, we didn't have enough paperwork to open a new we one. Don't, we don't <laughs> spend the time doing the business shit when the number one thing that's going to kill us is not building the product, the right product yeah. fast enough. Mm-hmm. So anyways, and the it, time on that other stuff is pointless. It's also a small enough amount coming in from pro users that it, it doesn't matter yet. Yeah. Like yeah. tax-wise, it's inconsequential. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, put off all the bullshit as long as you can. Yep. That's good advice. We will rush and panic last minute to get it in for like a real customer. But I think that's like, it's very tempting to want to do that kind of stuff. It feels more real. It feel, it makes it feel more real. It makes it feel more official. It makes it feel like I'm taking this seriously when it's a distraction and it's really hard to see through that. And I'm being a little bit hypocritical because we get distracted by unimportant things all the time. Mm-hmm. But the paperwork and the like founding documents it makes you feel good, but it's mm-hmm. not important when it comes to the success of the product. Right. right. Mm-hmm. The users don't care what percentage the three of us own. <laughs> they don't care now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> we'll we'll bleep it out. <laughs> <laughs> <Beep>. <laughs>
Should we do recommendations? Yeah, let's do recommendations. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Rafa. <laughs> Crap. What's your recommendation this week? Dude, I still don't. Parappa the Rafa. No, I, I can start. Um, right, you so start. I bought new shoes. Have them right now. I saw uh, them. They, they are very, they are shoes. Shiny when I walked in. Not shiny like literally, but like new shoes. Flashy. Shine. Yeah. New shoe shine. Yeah, I got them uh, recently just before my trip. Uh, so I brought them. They're Adidas NMD underscore R2. <laughs> they look like... Adidas is brilliant at naming their products. Like really look... memorable, really t- pronounceable yes. names. They it's look amazing. like Yeezys that got stuck in hyperspace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's why I love them. Um, yeah, I I don't know why, but like I I can feel it. Like I'm getting really into like the whole like sneaker thing, and like I can feel that I'll be buying a lot. You, I mean, them. you're like a pretty fashionable dude generally. Like every time I see him, I'm like, huh? Yeah, I forgot that people <laughs> sold those clothes. <laughs> Did you know he was a fashionable dude before but. you met him, Rafa? Uh, no, I had no I had no idea. He's a real fashion. I know he plate. had p- pants. Like <laughs> legs. Well, I that's because he wears very I, long t-shirts. I literally <laughs> thought he was just wow. a head and a torso. It's so weird. Like floating head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of weird. Um, but yeah, they're so comfortable though. Like they they don't just look good. They're they're really comfy. Um, so yeah, I I I really have like kind of a problem with the Adidas like strategy for shoes these days. Like. It seems like their things are so exclusive that it makes it like just really hard to like get anything they make or like the nice looking shoes. Like it was it was like t- complete like random luck that I was able to get these shoes that like I happened to be like at a store at a right time cuz it's like sold out online, like sold out pretty much everywhere and they're like, "Yeah, we have them in store." It's like, like Rafa with the Switch. Like Rafa ba- can yeah, walk ba- into any like Portugal electronics store and buy a Switch. <laughs> yeah. Well, but is this like the Montreal Switch? Kind of. <laughs> we also have like pretty good stock of uh, of Switch in Montreal, so not too Neither bad. of you brought me one. Well, yeah, that, I mean, you didn't, didn't ask, ask for it. it. Yeah. I it was implied. It was implied. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Always bring uh, bring gifts. Do you guys have any recommendations? Hey. You just hey. got a standing desk. Can't be anything. Like- I did, but uh, it's fine. It's good. <laughs> it's a good desk. Uh, but, uh, you know the brand? Huh? No, the it is the Fully Jarvis, which is a hell of a name. <laughs> fully Jarvis. It's just the Jarvis, but it's made by a company called Fully. So what's okay about it? <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a standing desk. Like it's it's a good standing desk, but it's just a standing desk, right? So like it's a a white rectangle with legs that move up and down. Okay. Uh, can I? This was not my recommendation. Can Brian's I... just like, hey, okay. you got one. Because if you don't have a recommendation. I have one for you. I might have. Please, I, I'll, I'll. Recommendations I'll can be anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this new show that's out. Ooh. It's pretty good. Well, it's been out for a little bit. Ooh. So oh my god, you two. motherfucker. Uh, it's called Lost. Oh my god. <laughs> and I wow. fell for it. Why? Yeah, me too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm, I'm going through it. Like, you know, I think most people are still excited about what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> but some people are a little bit ahead of me. So I'm on. I'm halfway through season two. And uh, <laughs> very excited about what's going on. Uh, all the shenanigans on that island. He keeps going. <laughs> uh, you know, with 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 Jack and and John and the whole the uh-huh. whole crew. John Locke. You can't just say John. John Locke. Everyone knows who the fuck I'm talking. No, about. everyone calls him Locke. Kate and Sawyer and mm-hmm. Hurley. Yeah. Jin mm-hmm. and Ben. Jin and Son. Michael Wall. Saeed. Mm-hmm. Saeed and Shannon and Boone and. 
The whole gang's there. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know because I... I'm Boone and Yorn. Boone and Yorn, yeah. Well, hey, um, my recommendation can be uh, Silicon Valley. <laughs> Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? You're just going to dis... <laughs> that was either the best or the worst recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. If, if you Late. haven't heard about it, it's on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> Is it? It, it, airs, it actually it airs on ABC Sundays at 7 p.m. Uh, I'm trying to think of like apps that have been really enjoyable. Bryn, you should uh, talk about your bed. My bed? Oh, <laughs> Am I supposed to recommend that too? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I have a smart bed. It's called the 8, and it tells me how fast I breathe when I'm sleeping. Boom. But you can also script it to do stuff, which is kind of cool. Like, it knows when you get into bed and out of bed, which is like the bare minimum for a smart mattress, right? Like, Yeah, that's and kind it, of awesome. It, and it's on different sides too, so like you can script one side right, and the other side. Right, Um I have some more recommendations. <laughs> Go. Sure. Go ahead. One of them is called Rescue Time. Which uh-huh. maybe have you guys heard of this? I know Brian yeah. uses it. Mm-hmm. You use it? Yeah, yeah. Yep. You, y'all use it. So first of all, I feel like this is the most um It's brutal. Dangerous yeah. app for me to be using because it tracks everything I do in my computer and I don't really know who runs that company. So it's probably yep. dumb to be using it, but Rescue Time tracks oh. all of your activity on you your You just computer, got that email, huh? Including all the websites you visit and how long you spend on them, and then at the end of the week they give you a little dashboard of how productive you were. Um and I really enjoy that because I can sort of track my like have some sense of my productivity throughout the week and mm-hmm. try and cut back on how much time I spend. on. I was 25 percent software development and design and composition. Hmm. Yeah. What, what was your percentage? 32 percent Stardew Valley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For real? <laughs> wow. See, I would see that and be like, yeah, I need to play less Stardew Valley. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm, I'm like done dangerous. with that game. I beat all of it. Yeah. One thing that was kind of depressing to me was like slowly seeing like as I become more and more of a manager, like less and less time spent in Sketch and more and more into like Google Docs and like Keynote. Yeah. Well, and I so mean, we also good. spent several whole days just like talking to each other. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, uh, I cheat a little bit because I have another computer where I play games. <gasps> and that doesn't get counted. But, <laughs> but what it means is that when I'm on my... Laptop. How, how many total hours did you track? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I can't. I can pull it up. Um, but it means that anytime I'm on my laptop, I'm in the back of my head like, what's my yeah. score going to look Rest like? Rescue time will know. And so I end up actually being quite a bit more focused and more productive. Yeah. Right. Um, so like almost if even if you don't look at the results, just running it makes you more productive. He judges the shit so, out of me. So this week I spent a lot less time on the computer. Uh, total hours holy shit a lot less uh my productivity score is 73 percent, which i normally aim for over 80 so i was much lower uh 45 software development pretty good good wait this so weekly i spent an hour on twitter last what week. what was your total amount of time uh really low okay keep talking to me i don't want to say it why because i feel like it's not representative of what i did last week mine was 55 hours and 27 minutes mine was 22 hours how much of that was Stardew Valley? <laughs> I just told you. I think it's thirty percent of that. It's super scary, right? When you get, I feel like this can go either way. But I, like, I had sixteen hours of software development and design and composition time. That's weekly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got forty. <laughs> I got forty-six hours logged in. Eighty percent productive. I yeah, guess? that's pretty good. Thirty-three percent software development. 24 communication scheduling because uh, because I do work remotely all my meetings are in Slack mm-hmm. that counts like yeah. if I had meetings like in person 
it wouldn't count. Yeah. Yeah. So it also doesn't. Score. I mean, it also is like, hey, you use Twitter for entertainment, but that's also like the messenger that I use to talk to Max. Yeah. <laughs> right. Ten percent design and composition. Am I a designer? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm at ten hours of design and composition too. Yeah. Um, uh, not ten hours. Ten uh, percent. So I have some other recommendations. Okay. Yeah, dude. Please. Because uh, I have no. <laughs> one recommendation is to just like delete social apps and only use them on your laptop. Because then if you use them hmm. on your laptop, you'll be tracked against rescue time. Oh, you're going like oh. all in. On yeah. This. And I know this it's, is like super, super douchey, but just like deleting Instagram and Facebook and like, it sounds really pretentious, but it's really been helpful because if I want to check those things, I check them on my laptop. And if I'm checking it on my laptop, it's, sup- it's getting tracked against rescue time. Check- and we'll it's bring super interesting because a lot of people are removing Twitter from their laptop and using it just on their mm, phone, yeah. but you're kind of doing the opposite. Twitter is still my kryptonite. I still huh. am addicted. <laughs> Twitter is my number one spot in my like doc thing. Yeah, Twitter's right. but yeah. But I don't have any Facebook apps or anything. I don't have Instagram. I don't have Snapchat. I don't have any of that shit. That's the hack, man. Wow. Mm. Get rid of all that shit. But I also don't really use them on my laptop either. That's not a Facebook fan. I don't really. Cool. Okay, so my actual recommendation. <laughs> are these are these not good enough recommendations? Like no, no, good. they're awesome. They're awesome. They're good. No, that's fine. <laughs> no, no, they're good. Okay. I've got another fine. recommendation. <laughs> Should the show just be recommended? Right, I, I, I have two, okay? <laughs> One is a comic book series I just recently read that is Darth Vader. Um, what is it about? <laughs> <laughs> it, like, you okay. Won't it, so, did did y'all see uh, Rogue Wars. One? Yeah. That the like crazy scene where it's like Vader. We've never seen him before like that. Yeah. Right? The hallway scene. Like, mm-hmm. the, I, I don't. I don't want to talk about details, but yeah. sure. The only um, good scene. In that it's movie. it's a comic book of that. Like he is unvariably completely badass, and he like is against the ropes like almost the entire time. But like he just fucking decimates people mm-hmm. verbally and then kills them. <laughs> it's so funny like it's it's so worth checking out and like because most of these characters and things are established in star wars already mm-hmm. you know them right right so like you don't need like a backstory origin yeah. story if you've or ever been interested like... in a comic book check it out it's fucking fantastic uh i think there's like three or four um collections on comicsology that's where i read them which if you have an amazon account you have a comicsology account yeah. so right. Um, I, I still hate that, that I have to awesome. buy it on a on a browser and then go to the app. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's fucking experience. stupid. But thanks, so Apple. Stupid. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Uh, but then the other thing is, and this is gonna be kind of lame because this is like nothing new for me. But my brother, my brother and me is a podcast that is like my favorite thing. I've started listening to it while I fall asleep because what, you, what's it called? <laughs> my brother, my brother and me. It yeah, is three good. brothers. You recommended this to me. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, a good one. Uh, it's. Three brothers, Justin, Travis, and Griffin McElroy. Griffin McElroy is like my favorite content producer on the internet. Um, he does very good, funny things. Um, and so I used to watch TV while I was falling asleep because it was like a shut off my brain kind of thing. Like I could fall asleep as soon as the TV was on kind of deal. Hmm. Um, but that drove Sarah nuts. So mm-hmm. I got these tiny little headphones and I wear them while I'm falling asleep and I listen to podcasts. And that works just as well. So I'm like working my way through like old like back episodes and man, it's just so enjoyable. So you're it's like recommending a, the podcast or the headphones or the the podcast. The headphones are okay. good too, especially if you're like <laughs> I want earpods or airpods or whatever the fuck cuz they're better than those ones. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah. The, and they're the same price. Oh, cool. sure. Great podcast to sure. fall asleep to. It, it's also <laughs> good. I mean, <laughs> that's good. So I used it was like the Is one podcast <laughs> I would listen to it while I was walking to work every day. Mm-hmm. Um, or like on my motorcycle or whatever. 
uh, I think there's like four or five podcasts made by those brothers and I listen to all of them mm-hmm. because it's like my favorite thing. Like it's just always like a bright spot of joy even in like right. dumb stuff going on like this year. But it, it's like fucking best. Yeah. I want Layout to be a good podcast for waking up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like someone should make that. You know the old alarm clocks? Where the reason I'm start the radio yeah, yeah. to make should, should, someone should make. By the way, I'm listening through episodes I've already listened to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. really? like exactly. going back. I've listened to all 350 or something exactly. of them, and I'm listening to them over again. Yeah, like Brian with Lost. What? I've what? never seen Lost. <laughs> You're in season two. Right? He's completely lost. <laughs> Basically, Brian, what right. are you going to recommend? Overwatch. Yeah. <laughs> I play Overwatch. Do you guys play Overwatch? I don't. No, I don't play anything. Why not? Brian's going to recommend I, Stardew I can, Valley. I can answer that. I. Love video games since forever. I played a lot, but I don't enjoy multiplayer games. Yeah, like fuck multiplayer. Like I don't enjoy the like as a, a sport, right? Because that's what multiplayer games are. Like you're competing, like mm-hmm. skill level against right. friends or whatever. I really enjoy video games for the experience. You're it's a story like, boy. It's more like a movie than playing a sport. If that makes sense. So Breath of the Wild. See, that's exactly the reason so why I. Uncharted and I don't do well with single player games. Is like I want it to be an active competitive thing. Okay, that's um, fair enough. I, I yeah, feel like I I like that the two yeah like pillars of gaming yeah, exist. Yeah, for sure. Coke. So I, I was never into Overwatch or Destiny or whatever. Actually, the last Destiny uh, is mostly not sport. That's just like the Crucible or whatever, right? Mm. Last game I played like, like multiplayer online game was uh, Battlefront. Yeah. Mm. I, That's pretty good. I like. Um, I hate soldier games. The Over- are you recommending Overwatch? Uh, yeah, um, Overwatch okay. has been interesting because I I usually play it last thing of the day before going to bed because it it so totally captures your mind. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you have to focus on a billion different things that it's impossible to think about work or think about mm-hmm. other kind of stuff. So it's a really nice distraction. But I also like um, one of the things if we kind of go back to like this whole starting a company thing uh one of the things that i've really struggled with and learned a lot about myself is that i'm incredibly motivated by momentum hmm. uh and when i lose momentum i get pretty stressed i get pretty negative mm-hmm. i start to take it out on people yeah. like it's not uh-huh. <laughs> yeah it's not a positive character trait it's like it's, inertia like yeah so i'm trying to work right. on my response to that mm-hmm. um so for me like with spectrum that means shipping stuff every day or like feeling like I made progress. Right. Um, and the competitive gaming thing gives me that feeling. Daily. But if you lose mm. a bunch, then I feel pretty bad. Right. So maybe sucks. it could backfire. Right? It could, it could definitely backfire. Like it has that potential. Uh-huh. That's one of the um, other interesting but if, things. If I do really well, it's like I can track my stats over time. It's very metrics driven game. Mm. Could um, that be why you're into rescue time now? Yeah. I, I like that. It's one. a sport. You're like you're gaming uh-huh. your productivity. He's competing with himself. Yeah, I like to do that. Yeah. Cool. So cool. I've I've like tried to game my sleep. I've tried to game my productivity. I've tried to game my games, like all that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. I like that. Yeah. Gaming my games. Game boy. I'm a game boy. One of the other really <laughs> interesting things about starting a company with a person and like basically like Brian's the person I see the most, even though I'm married. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you see me the most. <laughs> but so anyway, honey. <laughs> your emotions affect each other a lot yeah it's really interesting like i try to not stress out like that's just like i'm like trying to make sure it's fun because otherwise like why not just have a a 
pretty damn well paying design job. Like, why would I leave that to do this? Like, it has to be fun. Um, but then also like when there's not moments of momentum, I'm fine with it. Like I get really stressed out because I know Brian's stressed out and it's like, wait, am I not thinking about the right things enough? Am I not caring? Like, am I just blowing off like the important stuff and like wasting time? Like, what does it come down to? So I think it's really interesting. Um, do you feel this? Uh, I really worry if I'm like worrying about the right things constantly, hmm. but I just try not to like stress about it. Cause I know that's going to be like detrimental to everything else. I, I, I haven't talked much about this, but I feel like it's one of my part of my personality. And this is super weird. And I still haven't figured out if this is good or bad or whatever. Bad. I should just go with it or improve on it, which is, I feel like my personality and how I act in like groups or whatever, it's, I always try to balance things out. So if I'm in a group like super extroverted and like, ooh, party, I'm always like the calm person. And if I'm around people who are super serious and calm and quiet, I'm usually like the ooh, party. Um, <laughs> I always try to balance things out. Like if... Um, You're a contrarian. But it's not, for the, it's not for the sake to being different. It's for the sake of balancing things out. Like I was... Uh, I went on vacation... So we had like a huge long flight and there was a lot of turbulence, right? And I'm with my girlfriend and she was not worried. She was not stressed. And, and I started getting like, shit, like, <laughs> this is a lot of turbulence. Like, I'm, this is not normal. So I'm, I'm starting to get stressed out. And then I see that she starts like to freak out, like looking at me like, uh, is this normal? Like, should, should we be worried? And immediately after, like, because I sensed that she was stressed, I'm like, I was super calm. Like, no, this is fine. Don't worry. I'm always trying to, even things out interesting and i wonder like in that in your dynamic if you feel because if i was working with one of you and i f i sensed that you were getting super stressed i would like naturally be super calm and try to push things down i think i, I would that's your thing right? i think i would stress more about it if i felt like i weren't aware of what the actual problems were still i was just like wasn't stressing over them yet like it i don't know there's there's a lot of moving pieces there. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's why building anything takes a toll on people because you have to figure out how you handle your emotions and like the impact your emotions have on the people around you, especially mm -hmm. in small teams. How you yeah, fit yeah. together is and so what half you have the product is probably pretty valuable. Being able to balance people's external emotions that seems mm -hmm. really valuable. Um, I'm still learning how to do that. That's that, my recommendation. <laughs> be better. Cool. That interaction really like defines how product decisions are made and it like has a huge impact on the product. So yeah, stressed people make stressed product decisions mm -hmm. and you make worse decisions and you make uh it ends up being product systematic decisions that are more like about relieving the stress than solving the underlying mm -hmm. problem, right? Mm -hmm. Which yeah. is not yeah. the best place you want to be. Mm. What's your recommendation, Rafa? <laughs> Damn. You can't escape this. I, mean, I can't think of one for the life of me. Like, dude, you always buy things. I know. Like, hey, can I ask hey. you a personal question? What about yeah. Breath of the Wild or Horizon Zero uh, Dawn? I already recommend all that shit. You, <laughs> you, uh, you quit smoking a while ago. I did, yeah. Is Do you recommend still, that? Is that still going strong? Yeah, it's still going strong. So you haven't smoked a cigarette? No. Congrats. Since last time I was... That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you quit yeah. when you were here, right? So I was here last November. Mm -hmm. And whilst I was here, I read this book. I don't like how to quit smoking by it's a famous book. I don't know. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, 
It was recommended by Eric Erickson actually. Uh-huh. Um, so I read that while like whilst I was re- reading it, it was like it it felt super like marketing guru like you won't believe how easy it is so i was like super like septic reading that and truth be told like i finished the book while on the plane back home and when i landed i finished the book is like, all right I'm, i don't smoke anymore i guess and <laughs> i i how do you I feel i feel it's great i think i asked the last time we talked but you, yeah it feels it feels great good. okay feel like uh you can definitely feel it right just like your day to day it's interesting that I, I still think of cigarettes, but it's, mm. it's super easy to stop, right? So I think of cigarettes like, hmm, what about a cigarette? Huh, cigarettes. Yeah, and I, then it, would, it, it takes me like, like 40 seconds to like, drop it. Like, no, you know what? I really don't want a cigarette. Hmm. Fine. I have a few people in my like, family that have stopped smoking like, in the past years, and what a lot of them do is like pick up another like habit so mm-hmm. they'll either like eat gum or like fiddle with like a toothpick or something yeah. like that do you have something like this no in zelda, <laughs> zelda. <laughs> so here here's why this method is so awesome and i feel like there's there's interesting stuff here i don't know where but it's like he's saying quitting by force meaning i can't smoke i can't smoke that will never work because you will always be fighting yourself you want to, but you can't. But you really want to, but you can't. So you're fighting yourself forever. And this method with this book kind of trying to Can you give us a TLDR? You, yeah, it's like it really goes down to the core as to why do you want to smoke. And, and then you realize that you really don't want to smoke. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I smoke because um, it makes me you know, more calm. So what, like non-smokers are more stressed than smokers? It's the opposite, actually. Oh, it's because I'm bored. Like, so you go smoke. Like, you're still bored, but you're smoking. Like, it's it just dismissifies all of these notions and and you know. This is actually interesting. Like, Brian and I have both been reducing our coffee intake. Like, I think I've had two cups today, and that's like the most I've had uh, this week. But usually, I'm like a more than one pot person. Hmm. Um, uh, uh, that was a huge reason I had fewer hours this week is because I was getting really gnarly headaches. Uh huh. Um, oh yeah. And I think I was like caffeine over. Oh, extra extra recommendation. Naps. <laughs> naps are very great. Um, Hot naps cake. are awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like that though. I struggle with that with soda. So like, I just had a soda. Um, that's what that's what fixed it for me though. Is like once I started like thinking about what caffeine actually does, which is it just blocks like tiredness receptors. Yep. Rather than like actually giving you more energy, I was like, well, fuck. Like I just won't do that. I'll just sleep. For a minute when I'm tired. You've heard of uh, coffee naps? Yeah. What's a coffee nap? It's like a power nap. Like you drink coffee and then you take a nap. Uh, oh, I used to do that right before bed, like actual sleep. Oh, so not uh, nap. Yeah. Brain has a Full weird relationship nap. with caffeine. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I've just... It, it, it like doesn't affect me that much anymore. I just like drink it. Yeah. So... Okay. So drink it for like for the flavor. For, for the Which taste. is interesting because like if I really think about it, it's like not that great of a flavor. Right. Well, like it's it's enjoyable, kind of. I really enjoy it. Like if if coffee didn't have caffeine or whatever didn't have like any, didn't impact how you feel. Like I was gonna say soda, but sugar it's also. Not. Anyway, I, I would still drink it because I really enjoy it. I, th- I think there's a lot of things where I'm mm-hmm. like, does this really taste good? <laughs> <laughs> like sugar was that for me, and I was like, 
kind of tastes like chemically. So like I most sugary things I'm not really into. That's how people think about beer. It's like, does it really taste good? Or am I drinking it because I enjoy the See, social nature of it or the if it's like a one specific quality of it, the fact that it's cold. Like, is that mm-hmm. why I enjoy and it? And Brian knows this very well about me. Like if there's something I really enjoy, I will just keep eating it or drinking it until it's gone. Or playing Stardew <laughs> Valley. Until it's gone and I beat it and now it's gone. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. With beer, I, I I would say I really enjoy beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoy certain beers and I hate most. Well, yeah. Well, you're picky, but <laughs> it's like uh-huh. I, I don't, for example, I hate alcohol, like what it does to you. Like I hate it. Like mm-hmm. if I could drink beer but mm-hmm. not get drunk, I hate being that, drunk. That exists. There, yeah. yeah. But is well, there a good beer that doesn't get you drunk? Uh, it's like it's <laughs> like decaf. Yeah. No. It's not, no. <laughs> um, like I really like the taste of wine. I really like the taste of beer. I don't like hard alcohol at all. Mm-hmm. No. Is this a show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this so is fun. I we have maybe recommendations. Maybe, for maybe shoes. someone stuck around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully. So we have recommendations for shoes, for a sending desk, a smart bed, deleting your social apps, a Darth Vader comic book, a podcast, Overwatch, how to quit smoking, and naps. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? What the fuck? Lost, so man. First lost. And lost. He lost it. I, I cannot lost. believe you didn't put lost down. <laughs> That was my first thing. Season two, at least. Yeah, at least I don't know if it gets better. So, but. Um, <laughs> at least. Well, stop, it. stop at season two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. actually. Stop. Yeah, Brian. Stop. Stop. Don't spoil it. Stop. <laughs> All right, uh, this is the show. Yeah. Thanks a lot. For, Thanks for uh, coming. For, for <laughs> Thanks for letting coming. us use your studio <laughs> and and being yeah. here and uh, recording this with us. This was fun. It's been a blast. Brian, Anything, how, how do you, you feel guys? after? Or do you feel still feels awkward? Huh? Yeah, I'm not good at answering questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, answer to anything else you want to plug? Well, check out Spectrum. Mm-hmm. Check out Design Details. Come chat about check this. out Spec FM. And check out, uh, we can chat about this episode. In when Spectrum. you hear this, it will already be up in Spectrum. Spectrum chat slash Spec FM slash Layout. Yes. Mm, that you are. We'll work on it. We'll have mm-hmm. a link in the show notes. So yeah, that's yeah, yeah, perfect. No till this. Oh yeah, that's super hard to. Like, well, that still people. exists, but it's also yeah, it's very hard to do. It's you like redirect. It's it's an optional. Yeah. Okay, perfect. All right. Uh, and you can check us, this show and stuff, uh, on the Twitters, layout.fm, and on the webs, layout.fm. And on the webs, spectrum.chat, slash backfm, slash layout. <laughs> Damn. Perfect. Hard plug. Hard no, plug. That, like you just saved me. I was going to say that. Yeah. We're, we're all in there. Just jabbering away we can continue this exact episode with the four of us and you and if you spoil <laughs> lost for me i swear to god <laughs> i will hack your website have you have you legit like stop not i literally see. don't know what happens at the end are I, you for real i am no dead fucking serious and if any of you spoil oh, it, but uh, you are no, actually but, watching okay, it but i'm he, actually watching i thought you were joking okay, no the I'm interesting not thing is he knows what the response is so if you uh, just tell him a fake thing that would get that response stop. he'll he'll think you uh, fucked with him real hard stop. But I okay. kind of feel like I, I have the opportunity to save you, like for all these hours watching. <laughs> boss, if I just tell you, he's, no. he's gonna rescue yeah, time you. <laughs> but what if your rescue time checked your Apple TV? So, by I'm watching loosely an episode a night. Hmm. That's an hour. I'm halfway through season two. Oh Christ! There's six seasons. Gonna... And they get they start getting shorter and shorter. So I would estimate I'll be done in like four. No, three months. So don't add him.
<laughs> Don't that, at me. Oh, yeah. I will literally I'm, hack your website. I'm I'll do it. Always, <laughs> I'm always super I'm a good, scared good to tell people I'm watching something that like has already come out. Because I'm sure like someone's going to spoil it for me. This was dangerous. So, this was really all right. Dangerous. We got to roll because oh. you guys have a meetup in half an hour. Oh, really? All right. True. Yes. All right. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yep. Lo- love you. Bye. Bye. bye.